Welcome to the Ship Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, July 31st. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. So we have record gold. Last Friday, we broke through the $1,900 resistance level, and on Monday, gold pushed past its all-time record price of $1,920 and actually closed above that level. In fact, we've stayed in record territory ever since, which honestly surprises me a little bit. I figured we would have some resistance there and maybe see some profit-taking, but we've actually eyeballed $2,000 gold this week. We got up into the 1980s. Now, we've had some profit-taking on Thursday, which, you know, that's to be expected. In fact, yesterday was the first down close in nine sessions. It was the longest run of consecutive positive closes since a 10-day stretch back in January. In early trading this morning, the yellow metal is pushing up again. As I record this podcast, we're at about 1976 an ounce, and we're heading toward the biggest monthly gain since January 2012. Now, silver's been a bit more volatile. The white metal went up with gold on Monday, and it nearly made it to $26 an ounce. In fact, it might have gotten there in a day. But then it sold off and fell to around $23.17 an ounce. It spent most of the week in the mid-$24 range before dropping back to around $23.16 yesterday. But silver seems to be on the uptrend as well. This morning, it's trading back over $24 an ounce. It's at about $24.19 as I'm recording the podcast. Looking at the silver-gold ratio, we're at about 81.7 to 1, so that's still a pretty big spread. As I've been saying for quite a while now, silver is still way undervalued compared to gold. You have to expect that ratio to close further, and keep in mind, silver has typically outperformed gold in a gold bull market, so I think silver's got a lot further to run, but I think you can also expect to continue to see this kind of volatility. Uh, That's just kind of the nature of the metal. So where are we going from here? What does all of this mean? Well, it's not going to surprise you when I say I think both gold and silver have a long way to run up. Now, not everybody agrees with me. I saw Jim Cramer on CNBC saying that he thinks gold is near the top. Uh, He was also complaining that he's sick and tired of people calling the stock market a bubble. He said, quote, believe it or not, there's more to the economy than just the Federal Reserve, and there's certainly more to the stock market. That's not untrue. Uh, But he went on to say, you can call it a bubble if you want, but I call it the Fed choosing not to destroy the entire economy for no good reason. Well, Kramer, your on-air temper tantrum notwithstanding, you can think the Fed is doing what it has to do in order to save the economy all you want. That's not going to change the economic consequences of what the Fed is doing to supposedly save the economy. And it doesn't mean it isn't creating a giant stock market bubble. Because, yes, Jim, it is all about the Fed. That's the only rational explanation for the equity values we're seeing right now. It sure as hell isn't the strength of the economy. I mean, for heaven's sake, GDP dropped 32.9% on an annual basis last quarter. Let me put that another way. Year on year, the U.S. economy shrank by one-third. Meanwhile, another 1.43 million people filed for unemployment last week alone. But the stock market's going up. That is all Federal Reserve, ladies and gentlemen. And that's fundamentally why gold is going up. And it's why I think gold is going to keep going up. 
Now, you know, it's interesting. Demand for gold is actually down. It was down about 11% in the second quarter, according to the latest data by the World Gold Council. And for the first half of the year, I think it was about 6% down. Now, investment demand is way up. Gold is still flowing like a river into gold-backed funds. But jewelry demand is down. Consumer demand is way down. Retail demand, especially in India and China. Technology demand was down. Now, this shouldn't really come as any surprise, given the economic impacts of the coronavirus and simple supply and demand, right? Higher prices, slow demand. But even with a pretty bearish demand uh, dynamics, we have record gold. That's because there is another fundamental driving this bull run. It's easier to understand gold's record-breaking move if you look at it from the other side of the equation. The dollar is now at an all-time low compared to gold. In simple terms, the dollar is losing value. This is a direct result of U.S. government borrowing and spending backed by Federal Reserve money printing. TD Securities reiterated that dollar debasement is what's driving gold in a note. It said, quote, the USD weakens amid massive fiscal and central bank stimulus, a bloating debt pile, and a slow growth environment. I mean, even the mainstream gets this. Since the economy crashed thanks to the government shutdown in response to coronavirus, the federal government has borrowed trillions of dollars for its stimulus programs. The June budget deficit was bigger than all but five of the yearly deficits in history. So one month bigger than all but five yearly deficits. Meanwhile, the Fed is monetizing a big chunk of that debt through its government bond purchase programs. In effect, it's buying up U.S. debt and it's paying for it with money printed out of thin air. All of this money creation is inflation by definition. The rising price of gold reflects the inflationary pressure. And on a side note, it's also why equity prices are generally rising. Yes, Jim Cramer, the stock market is a bubble. It's really pretty, a pretty simple equation. As more dollars go into circulation, each individual dollar is worth less, all other things being equal. That's why the price of gold is going up in dollar terms. We have more dollars chasing roughly the same amount of gold. That means it takes more dollars to buy an ounce. And you know, this isn't just mere speculation. Money supply growth hit an all-time high for the third month in a row in June. The only time we've seen money supply growth anywhere near this level was during the inflationary years of the 1970s. In June, year-over-year growth in the money supply came in at 34.5%. That was up from 29.5% in May, which at that point was a record. Now, people like Kramer who are speculating that gold could be near its top would have to assume the money printing is about to come to an end. And there's absolutely no reason to believe that. As Peter Schiff tweeted after gold pushed above its record price, this record won't last long as the dollar's decline is only just getting started. It's about to plunge to new depths, taking the American standard of living down with it. Speaking of the Fed, we had the July FOMC meeting this week, and the committee did exactly what was expected. It made it clear that the throw-everything-but-the-kitchen-sink monetary policy we've got going now is going to continue into the foreseeable future. The currency debasement is going to continue 
unabated. Of course, the Fed would never call it currency debasement, but look, that's exactly what it is. After this meeting, Powell said the exact thing he said after the June meeting, quote, we remain committed to using our tools to do what we can and for as long as it takes. Powell is basically saying that the extraordinary monetary policy will remain in play to infinity and beyond if need be. The central bank left interest rates at zero, and it gave no hint that it will ever raise them. Powell once again said they aren't even thinking about thinking about raising rates. It also said it will continue to purchase at least $120 billion in treasuries and mortgage-backed securities each month, so debt monetization continues. In a separate note, the FOMC extended its dollar liquidity swap lines and repo operations for foreign and international monetary authorities through March 31st, 2021. Officially, the FOMC said, quote, the committee expects to maintain this target range of interest rates until it is confident that the economy has weathered recent events and is on track to achieve its maximum employment and price stability goals. Now, I'm really good at translating Fed speak. Basically, what that means is no end in sight to the low interest rates and money printing. All in all, the FOMC did not say anything to provide any real forward guidance, but the central bankers did make it clear that it's committed to the new status quo, which is QE infinity. In other words, as I said, the money printing press will keep right on humming and currency debasement will continue unabated. Now, some policy analysts expected Powell to address the specter of inflation and maybe give a hint as to what might trigger a rate hike, how much inflation would be too much inflation. Powell did no such thing. In fact, he downplayed the inflation threat, calling the current crisis a deflationary shock. In a tweet, Schiff said that Powell couldn't be more wrong. Quote, the U.S. is about to experience one of the greatest inflationary periods in world history. Any credibility the Fed has left will be lost. Federal Reserve notes soon won't be worth a continental. As long as the Fed is printing money, I don't see any reason why gold and silver wouldn't keep moving up. And of course, the Fed is going to keep printing money. There's no question about that. And, you know, at some point, that's going to become a real problem. You know, even the mainstream is starting to see it. Did you see the report that Goldman Sachs is suddenly worried about the dollar maintaining its position as the reserve currency? True story. In a research note this week, Goldman warned, quote, combined with a record level of debt accumulation by the U.S. government, real concerns about the longevity of the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency has started to emerge. The note emphasized that gold is the best hedge in the current environment because price inflation will be driven by currency debasement. Currency debasement seems to be the theme of this show, right? The note said, quote, When discussing the drivers of investment demand for gold and commodities, it is important to distinguish between debasement and inflation. The key is that the current debasement and debt accumulation sows the seeds for future inflationary risks, despite inflationary risks remaining low today. That's what the analyst wrote. You know, it wasn't long ago that only quote-unquote crackpots like Peter Schiff or me were talking about the dollar losing its reserve status. Now Goldman freaking Sachs is talking about it. That should tell you something, and that something is not good. 
You know, at some point, the Fed is going to face a nasty choice because you can't keep expanding the money supply forever without resulting price inflation. We're seeing it in gold now. We're seeing it in equities. My wife was telling me we're seeing it in the grocery store now. So what happens when the Fed starts to see it? That's when the choice comes. Peter talked about this when he was on Liz Clayman's show on Fox Business last week. He predicted that the dollar is going to crash. He reiterated a prediction that he's been making for a long time. At that point, the Fed will either have to save the dollar by letting interest rates rise, by forcing the U.S. government to slash spending and abandon all of this stimulus, by dumping all of the treasuries it's been buying. Or the other choice is to just keep printing money, keep the printing presses running in order to keep the bubbles inflated and keep the economy limping along, just let inflation run. Neither choice is a good one, but that choice is looming. My bet is on the money printing. I can't imagine them letting interest rates rise given all of the debt that's in the economy right now. You know, They want to keep the bubbles inflated. They're going to do that, and I have a feeling that the inflation is going to get away from them. Regardless, the real question is, are you ready? If you don't know, I recommend talking with a Shift Gold Precious Metals specialist today. They can explain how gold and silver can fit into your portfolio in order to protect your wealth, Uh, in order to even grow your wealth during this crazy time. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160 or you can shoot them an email to info at shiftgold.com. The guys are great. They can help you look at your own situation and see how best to move forward. Well, that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shiftgold.com slash news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast at iTunes. It's also on Stitcher. It's on Google Play. It's on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You can subscribe there. You'll find links for all of this stuff on the show notes page as well as some uh, links to more information about the things that I've talked about today. As always, I really do appreciate you listening to the show, and I will talk to you next time.